everyone. Welcome back for another episode of the Join Infertility Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee Porter, and my hope is that you will join me on this road of finding joy, even in infertility. Hey friends, welcome back to part two of my conversation with Ashley and Sarah. So you've heard their stories, but now we're going to hear how are they moving forward in their friendship now that they are in completely different seasons and how they're allowing God to direct them in this new space. This is where the Lord has us and it's not an accident. Our identity is not found in that we're pregnant or that we're not pregnant. It's in the Lord and we want to share what He's doing in our lives and in our heart. So the week before we did this interview, the three of us put it out on our social media accounts and asked you guys, what were your questions? For those of you who are in friendships and one of you is pregnant and one of you is still waiting, what do you do now? And all of you guys came back with the same question. How do you stay friends? How do you navigate a close friendship through infertility and pregnancy? How do you move forward? And so I asked Sarah and Ashley and they gave us some really great advice. I will say the week that Ashley and Trey lost the baby, I was 11 weeks pregnant. And so at the time was clearly not out of the woods of the scary, like, you know, wanting to tell people yet not wanting to tell anyone because you just don't know how long, um, that you're going to get to carry this child. And so the, the fear that came from that was so real. Um, but we were actually, we were about to be 12 weeks. So we were going to, we were going to announce it, I think that week. And so I think, you know, having waited, I don't know, eight weeks to be able to share, publicly that we were pregnant, I was so amped to like share this with everyone, the world. And I'm starting to like feel bloated and look big. And so I wanted to like tell people selfishly (laughs) to get it out there. And yet I think that is like just an example of like, okay, put the brakes on. Like it was, you know, the week after they found out they were pregnant, we went through the biggest roller coaster of our lives of like planning our baby's Christmas pajamas this year to like holding each other on the couch for five days. Um, and so it's just a thing of like, as a friend, you know, when it's time to celebrate and when there's times to grieve together. And so I think I would have never announced that we were pregnant the week after they lost their, their baby. And so I think there's just a balance, um, of every new thing that kind of comes up of like, this is the day that we're going to celebrate this, or this is the day that we're going to think about your baby and we're going to celebrate the life that we had for three, four days. Um, and so I think we've had a conversation in the past of like, there are going to be days where I'm going to tell you about my nursery plans or whatever it is. And then there's going to be days where we're going to talk about, um, the weight still, and that we can still do together in a way that is unselfish because as, friends and also as believers in Jesus, like we can, um, we are constantly praying for each other. Uh, we're constantly celebrating what he's doing in our lives and then yet still like grieving the things that he takes away. Um, 
and trying to like do that in a way that's respectful and doesn't expect anything in return. Like kind of like we said earlier, I think there's days where we're going to talk about baby showers and then there's days where we're going to talk about doctor's appointments and what the next plan is. And so I don't know that we do it well all the time. I think at the beginning it was really difficult. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to share anything that would possibly be um, hurtful. Yeah, Ashley wanted to know everything. And so you have to know what your friend wants to and like have those honest conversations prayerfully and respectfully and say like, do you want to hear about these things? Because some of your friends really do. They want to know how your body's changing, how you're feeling. I was the moodiest for about eight <laughs> weeks. I didn't want to do anything. And that came off to her as like, I don't want to spend time with you. And so having to like have those conversations early on with your friends that are struggling with infertility when you're pregnant are really crucial because if you wait – they're not going to feel as valued and your friendship might suffer. And so I think it's important to like pray those things out together and also um, not be expecting, yeah, not being expecting your friend that's struggling to celebrate with you all the time, but at the same time, not having to hide it either because mm -hmm. you can't not celebrate what the Lord is doing right now. Mm -hmm. I think, I think honestly, it does just come down. We were talking earlier of, okay, what are the practical tips we give? And there are a few, but really it's just come down to communication. And one of us being willing to say, hey, can we sit down and talk for a minute? Because I'm kind of feeling this or I'm kind of feeling that. Because the enemy wants nothing more than to drive a wedge mm -hmm. between us and to use this as something, as like a stumbling block in our relationship. Because I do think that we can do very mighty things for the kingdom together. And he does not want that. Mm. And so we've from the beginning and even before we got pregnant, I remember us talking about how we want to be very intentional about having conversations about hard things and being willing to talk about where we're at, what we're struggling with, because we knew before either of us got pregnant that one of us was going to find out they were pregnant yeah. first. Like even if it did happen very close together and we just needed to be cognizant of that and understand that that was going to be something that was hard. And I don't really feel like honestly, we've had any quote unquote bad moments. It's just been, Hey, I'm kind of feeling this. And as Sarah said earlier at the beginning, I feel like I wanted her to know how excited I was. And I really did want to know everything. I was like, I want to know how you're feeling. I want to know how, and that might, I don't necessarily feel that way about all my friends, but with Sarah, I wanted to know everything. We've walked so intimately yeah. through this whole trying that I knew her cycle and I knew all this stuff. So I didn't want that to end just because she was pregnant and did have that thing that I wanted. But at the same time, she was feeling like um, she needed to keep some of that to herself so that I didn't feel like she was rubbing it in my face mm. or anything like that. And both were out of, I feel like, very unselfish motivations, the reasons we were behaving the way that we were or talking or not talking about things. But both of us just had to come together and be like, 
listen, I want to hear this and I want to share, but I don't want to. And so really it's just come down to us being willing to have uncomfortable, kind of uncomfortable, but really just being willing to have conversations when we're like, Hey, we feel like maybe things are off right now. And they've let me be a part of like, I got to help with the gender reveal. So I knew the gender of the baby before they did, which was super exciting. Mm. And I still can't believe I kept it a secret. (laughs) (laughs) There's things like that, that have been really special that we've gotten to figure out ways to, um, I guess for us, just uh, recognize both the beauty and the brokenness of the world and in our situation and to be able to share that together because, yeah, and it, it honestly has made us so much closer walking through this because when you're walking through something that forces you to communicate mm. super well, obviously your relationship is going to grow from there. And, um, yeah, it's been really good for our friendships. I feel like even with Kyle and with Trey, all of us just talking and being really open about where we're at has been really beneficial for us. Well, obviously you guys have had communication. I feel like the whole time y'all are talking about just your friendship, like there's a lot of people who would not be able to pull off the closeness that you guys have. And I think it all boils down to you guys are, are okay with having those hard conversations and you give grace and forgive and, you know, accept feedback about your friendship and what works and what doesn't. And I think that's just, I think that's the key. Um, and not all of us have the, you know, we're not neighbors with our best friend and husbands are best friends. It's not all going to be as at the depth that you guys have that, but we all have friends who are, who are, who are maybe getting pregnant and are inconsiderate or just don't know, um, how to do this. And so how do you have, can you guys give us an example of a conversation where one or the other, where one of you felt like something wasn't working? How did you confront that? So we did have a time, um, I think it was before, the miscarriage, pretty positive, where um, the hormones were giving me, you know, all sorts of emotions. A lot of those were grumpy. Um, And not only was my body not feeling very well, um, just, you know, in the morning and then at night, all I wanted to do was sleep and be at home. And I didn't necessarily realized that was just from pregnancy. I thought I was just being kind of a grouch. Yet we're used to seeing each other a couple times a week or like hanging out at night or whatever after work. And that's kind of a normal occurrence for us. Yet at the end of the day, I wanted to be nowhere where there was people. I wanted to be in my bed. And I didn't realize that was a normal thing. I didn't realize that I was struggling just with like hormones and growing a baby and I was so worn out. And I think that translated to Ashley and Trey as they're pregnant and struggling with like how to deal with this with us and like we're not Mm -hmm. spending the same amount of time together. And I think because we were used to um, talking about everything – I wasn't ready to do that because I didn't know that I, um, I just didn't realize that all of the things were just part of my body changing. Yeah. I didn't want to have the, have to have that conversation necessarily with Ashley. And, um, 
she was like, can we talk? And I, of course, was like, oh, great. What did I do? Um, <laughs> but we sat down at the kitchen table and just, you know, had to, had to have a hard conversation of, is this because you guys are, um, you know, not wanting to share things with us, not wanting to spend, you know, time with us because you're pregnant now and you're just trying to figure that out? Or, you know, is there something more to it? And I remember like, just, of course, hom- hormonally, like breaking down being like, I don't know what's happening to my body, but I am so like moody. And at the end of the day, I just want to be in bed at eight o'clock. And I didn't know how to handle that. And then also still be a good friend for a while. Um, so I think having to have that conversation of like, I'm exhausted and like trying to, you know, maintain all of these relationships and work and everything is exhausting. And so, um, just asking for grace and, and with our blog, like we work together as well. And so I felt like I wasn't pulling my weight in the same way at times. And so having to have those conversations, because that's something that we do together regularly. And there's times where I want to share, you know, something about the pregnancy on the blog, but I'm like, is this okay? Should, is this something that we're going to share about? Because we've also shared about infertility. And so we want to be sensitive to both. And so I think having to have conversations about that as well has been really, has gone really well. I think we've both decided that we want to share. Our blog is, was created to be authentic, to share what's going on in our lives and what the Lord is doing. And so we're going to share about both. Um, and I think there was a little tension about that in my heart because I, I wanted to, but I didn't know if it was okay. And so sometimes just, it's asking for permission or just like kind of waiting until, um, I know that Ashley is ready for me to be able to share those things too. And I, and I think I've struggled on my end with just with grieving after losing our baby that, uh, I, there have been times that I've told Sarah, I'm trying to get out of this. Like, I don't want to be a downer. I don't want to. And I really struggled with at first, too, that um, I didn't, because they weren't out of the first trimester yet, and because it still was early, and because I get, like, that's super scary, that I didn't want to share a lot about the miscarriage because I didn't want her to be scared or nervous, and I didn't want to project my, like, experience onto her or give her any like unnecessary worries um and also no one wants to be the person that you feel like every time you speak it's just like womp womp (laughs) so that was something I really struggled with and I feel like uh you know there was some implications on our friendship and Sarah has had to tell me multiple times we I don't expect you to be better yet like this is not a you wake up one day and you're not sad anymore that that happened and that you're not afraid of potentially walking through that again. That's been something it's been hard for me to some days want to try again because I don't want to experience that loss again because it was honestly very devastating. And so we, there have definitely been moments on both sides where we've had to kind of snap each other out of something or give give each other a little bit of tough love and and we have other relationships too I know 
you kind of alluded to this earlier, but not everyone is as close to us. We get it. It seems like we live in this like idyllic world. Everything's rainbows and butterflies. It's really not. Mm -mm. And we also have relationships that are strained because someone got pregnant or says things that are really insensitive or, you know, it, it doesn't look perfect in all areas of our lives. And I think we've had to figure out, we've seen that happen in other instances and it's not necessarily someone's fault, but we've seen where it's happened and we've said, we don't want that to happen with us. And what can we do to kind of die to ourselves a little bit and serve the other person um, while also not negating what we're feeling mm-hmm. and not being honest about where we're at. And so that's just been something that's been a priority because it is really hard. And I think there are times and seasons for certain friendships and times and seasons where certain friendships are not the best thing for you. If someone can't be sensitive to where you're at, if like you said earlier, if they're like, come on, just get on board. This is what's happening. Get excited. And you're not at a place you can do that. And maybe that just need there needs to be a little bit of space. But for us, and because we live behind each other, because we're family, because our relationship is super important to one another, we've just made that conscious effort from the beginning. And it's taken a lot of work. Um, we, I feel like we've navigated it fairly well through like the bumps and the hard times, but that doesn't mean it's been perfect or that it hasn't been awkward or uncomfortable or confusing or that we haven't had moments where we're really frustrated with the other person or we just wish things were different by any means. It's, we're still very much human, very much sinful and we just try to navigate it the best way that we can. Yeah. Sarah, you had talked about earlier that some of those texts that you sent out yeah. that did you say did you say that some of those relationships are somewhat strained now because the situation has changed? I think there's a shift when one friend does get pregnant and the other one is still in the weight where um, you just need time to like maybe talk about those things with other people. And I think that's okay. And I think that that's where grace comes in and where um, you have to just like pray uh, for that friend even more of like Mm -hmm. not wanting to constantly – ask somebody about where they're at in their infertility struggle when you're not there anymore. And I think that's okay as you can still ask where they're at and, but maybe not, maybe they're not going to give you the same details. And that's, I think, okay. I think there's, there's relationships that you will, like Ashley said, Friendships that are great in a season and friendships that are maybe you need to just take a step back from and then, you know, just continue to pray for that person. Um, And I think that for me as a 
people pleaser and I just want everybody to be so happy. I've I struggle when I feel like any relationship is is having a, you know, a hard time, but I think that the Lord um is great at redeeming relationships that are in a in a difficult place and also like I don't know. I think he just gives you certain people for a season to like walk through certain things with and that's such a blessing and then they helped you get to where you are and so I don't know I think there's definitely some different friendships that they just look different now yeah that's what I was gonna say Mm -hmm. I wouldn't and because I feel like we've talked about different situations Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would use the word strained yeah they just look different they just look different Mm -hmm. and that's okay and I feel like the majority of people no, this just looks different right now. And it's not that anything's wrong or that there needs to be any action taken on either side. No one did anything wrong. It just looks a little bit different right now. And I mean, our relationship looks different. Mm -hmm. We've honestly grown closer, but it looks different than it did on February 28th when Sarah did not know she was pregnant to when March 1st she did know she was pregnant. And so... Yeah, I wouldn't say strained. I'd just say different. Like, yeah. I feel like the only yeah, time I think that's good. there's like true strain is there are those people, and usually they're not close friends. We've all, we've both experienced it on both sides yes. of pregnancy and infertility that just say really insensitive things. And in those cases, you just have to judge if it's worth addressing or if you just kind of need to like, Pray that you forgive them and move forward and just know that that's maybe not the person to go to and talk to about sensitive or hard things mm-hmm. for right. sure. I just asked because I just like we're hearing your heart, Sarah, behind like how much thought you put into those texts and how it grieved your heart to, to break this, even though great news, this heartbreaking news in a way to them um, and it's okay for those listeners who, I mean, whether you've dealt with infertility or not, and you're the one sending that text, it's okay that that relationship may look different because for that person that you texted, maybe they just have to put some new boundaries up just to protect their hearts. And it's okay. It's for a season. It may change. It may not, but just give them the grace to be able to have that space. Just like you gave Ashley the space to like, you know, we can cry together about this. We don't have, it doesn't have to be all you know, unicorns and rainbows because I'm pregnant now. And in that same breath, I think I've had to learn that it's okay if these friendships look different, but it's not okay if I don't celebrate what the Lord is doing. Like, I think if you are afraid to send a friend a text to tell them that you're pregnant, there should be some, that's a healthy thing because you're being sensitive to your friend and someone that you love. And in the same breath, like, don't not celebrate what the Lord is doing in your life right now because he is has given you a gift and um, you just, you can't not share that and not be excited about it in your heart and know that even if this person, I know this is going to be hurtful maybe to them for a couple minutes, maybe even weeks, I don't know, but you have to be so grateful for what he's given you and you you're pregnant the lord has given you this 
this baby and it's something that you've prayed for for so long. And so I think just remembering that you can do both. Like like you said, we are humans and we can feel extreme joy and extreme pain at the same time because of Jesus. And I think don't don't hold back from celebrating, but maybe don't do it in a way that you thought you were going to get to tell your friend. Maybe you're not going to get to tell them with balloons and this party and please don't tell them in a public place and expect a huge reaction because it's probably not going to go in the way that you anticipated it to. If you expect them to jump up and down like Ashley did, well, that was unique and it was super exciting. Um, But that might not be the case for your friend and she might just need to hear it in a simple text message that says, Mm -hmm. respond when you can, not... Tell me how excited you are for me right now. Um, I think that's the biggest thing I would tell people is social media can be such a, um, it can be something so great to celebrate the things that are going on in your life, but you never know if what you're posting week after week and day after day about something that could hurt somebody, um, man, it's, I think that social media can be the thing that that really hurts friendships because uh, if you are constantly posting about whatever in pregnancy, and you don't have to use this right now. I'm just getting my thought out, but it it hurts to see on social media every announcement after announcement after announcement, especially if you hadn't told your friends that were struggling with infertility first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a great, that's a really great point. Yeah. Not, not everyone on your social media that you know is dealing with infertility, but if you would consider them a friend and they know your story. Yeah. I think it deserves a personal, a personal tell before the Facebook announcement. Yes. Yeah. In our humble opinions, that's what we do. Yes. Yeah. I would agree with that. You don't, if you are walking through life with someone walking through infertility, miscarriage, anything in that realm, and you know that on a, more than just like, oh, I read a post one time that they're struggling with it and we've never yeah. had any real conversation about it. But if you've had any sort of real conversation about it, they need to know before you're posting it or telling everyone at a party that they're at. Um, and I will say, too, because of the way that Sarah approached it, And because I knew that there was literally zero expectation on my part, like of how I needed to react, I felt so much more free to react the way that I truly felt instead of trying to make sure I was doing the right thing and responding in the right way. Because I knew that even if I would have just fallen to the floor weeping, that Sarah would have been okay with that. I think it allowed me almost to experience more joy in that moment because I knew she wasn't looking at me and judging me based on that reaction, how I was feeling. She just knew I was going to react the way I was going to react. And no matter how I reacted, it was okay. It just gives a lot more freedom to that person. And we all know when you walk into a situation, you can feel those 
expectations on you in certain situations. And so when those are absent, there's just a lot more freedom to be able to express yourself. And anyway, and in that conversation, it was both joy and sorrow. Um, And the joy was first, but I truly believe that even if the sorrow came first, that Sarah would have been Mm. 1000% okay with that. And we would have moved on from there. And I would have gotten to that point. But that's just how and that was just a pure reaction Mm. in the moment. And also, I would add to this. I think too, some people walk into conversations with people experience infertility and have the expectation that they're going to be devastated by the news and almost try to talk you out of being excited about it. I didn't feel that with Sarah. I've had friends tell me that they're pregnant and my honest response is, oh my goodness, I'm so excited for you. How far along are you? And they're like, it's okay. We don't have to talk about it. I'm like, well, no, but I, I do want to, like, yeah. I do want to know. And I appreciate the fact that you came to me and told me, and I, 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 I am excited for you. I may go and cry in my closet in 20 minutes and I'll tell them <laughs> that. But I think just not having an expectation on either side is really good for people to keep in mind because I have been, I have had friends try to convince me that I'm not okay with their pregnancy announcement when I really am in a place that I am happy for them. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, you have to know when you're the one telling the news that they can, they're going to be, they're going to be excited, whether which emotion comes first, Mm -hmm. the next emotion will eventually come, whether it's eventual joy or eventual grief. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That is the season that they're in, that we're in, and you just have to give them that space. And it does not affect, it does not mean that they disvalue your friendship any less. Well, girls, thank you so much for being on. I feel like I could talk to you guys for forever. I kind of hate that I moved away from, from Fort Worth because I feel like I feel like we'd be at Summer Moon a lot together at this point in our, in our lives. Um. Well, thank y'all for being on and thank y'all for being open. I think the Lord has really given y'all a really unique thing. Not only your friendship, but just the ability for you guys to literally be one foot in both worlds and to be able to help bridge that gap for a lot of women who have not been able to. It's a, it's a it's a thing that can break friendships and I'm so grateful that you guys are willing to share to how to kind of share to how to protect that. Yeah, we've just talked about we're like who else gets the opportunity to share both pregnancy and infertility. And we're just trying to figure out how to honor that tension well, because this is where the Lord has us and it's not an accident. And it's not where we anticipated it to go. We never anticipated to have the blog sharing about infertility. Really? I mean, we wanted to share what God was doing in our lives and, and our stories but who knew our story would turn out to have one of us in the season of waiting while the other one is pregnant and speaking into both because we want our readers to not come to us as these are the this is the infertility blog or this is the pregnancy blog but this is for women that are in any stage of life whether you've because even if you've never been Um, struggling with infertility, you have a friend that has, and you can relate to somebody through that. 
through a blog post or through Instagram or whatever it is. We want to be a good example to friends of how to love your friends really well, even if it was never something you struggled with. You have no idea um, the impact you could have on a friend by saying, like, hey, I, I read about this. This might be hard for you. Can I, how can I be praying for you in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our identity is not found in that we're pregnant or that we're not pregnant. It's in the Lord and we want to share what he's doing in our lives and in our hearts. And so like Sarah mentioned earlier, we started this blog with the intention of sharing what's going on, what we're learning and what we're loving. And so that's going to be reflected and we're going to have both sides of the spectrum. And we are hoping that eventually one day I am not in the infertility space any longer, but we want to be faithful where we're at and share that. And we just know he's, again, this isn't an accident. This isn't a surprise to the Lord. So we've just tried to be faithful where we're at. You guys, I pray this encourages you no matter what side of pregnancy or infertility you are on. The girls shared some resources with me throughout our conversations the past few months, and those are going to be linked on the show notes at joyandinfertility.com. So go check those out. So many of you have reached out, and I just want to thank you. I love hearing how God is speaking to you through these conversations. So if this episode encouraged you, let me know. Send me an email at info at kayleeporter.com. And lastly, thank you for always sharing and reviewing. Every time you do, more people are reached, and I pray they are learning to find joy even in infertility. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of the Joy and Infertility Podcast. Isaiah 40, 31 says this, Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Remember, God is with you. He sees your heart. He loves you and He is good. There will be beauty born from your journey. Have a great day.